today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Well, there were further damaging revelations for RTE at yesterday's Iraq This Media Committee, including that former Chief Financial Officer Breda O'Keefe received an exit payment worth €450,000. Well, for more on this, I'm joined now on the line by Dr Orla Lenehan, who's Assistant Professor in Governance at the University of Galway, and Fionnán Sheehan, who's Ireland Editor with the Irish Independent. And Fionnán, I'll start with you just to go through what we heard yesterday. That figure of four hundred and fifty thousand, which went to the former Chief Financial Officer that was confirmed to the committee by the Director General of RTE, Kevin Backhurst. And you described that as a bombshell revelation. We'll talk about that in a moment. But before we do, it's worth remembering that the independent report into that payment made it clear that the decision not to bring that package to the executive board at RTE for approval was a mistake by RTE, not by Breda O'Keefe. But how shocking was the, the figure when it was revealed in the committee yesterday? There were kind of ballpark estimates knocking around uh, previously of, you know, people were kind of calculating, well, she was on a a salary of 200 grand and, you know, multiply that by two because she was there for almost 20 years and maybe you're hitting somewhere heading towards 400. But to actually have it confirmed that it was all of 450 grand was was quite uh, the jaw-dropping moment. I don't think anybody expected that the the figure would would be uh, in in those uh, echelons, especially because we now have the the report uh, which which came out a a few weeks back uh, into this affair around the the redundancy schemes that were previously operated within RT. You know, that that report showed there are are 10 regular employees uh, of of RT where there's a question mark over whether their departure was actually a redundancy and there are tax implications there. But the big aspect of that was the departure of Breed O'Keefe, the chief financial officer, whose departure under a redundancy scheme basically came out kind of by accident uh, at, at an Oireachtas committee hearing last July when she attended and towards the end of that, that meeting uh, she was asked you know, why she'd left the organisation and, and she, she spoke uh, and about departing under a voluntary run scheme and this was news to members of the RT management, certainly to staff in RT as well and it all has effectively ballooned from there mm-hmm. and what we know from that, that report uh, basically uh, is that she uh, asked could she leave uh, under a redundancy programme in around about the summer 2017. That was confirmed by D Forbes in September 2017. And from there, basically, the RTE Director of Human Resources was brought into the uh, equation uh, in October 2017. She was told Breed O'Keefe would be leaving under a voluntary redundancy programme. She questioned where the cost savings would arise, and she was told by D Forbes there would be cost savings. And from there on, it just continued on over the course of the following year. She ultimately left in April of 2020. She was given a letter which was effectively a binding contract about 18 months before that departure which set out how much she would be paid and that letter we now know also said that her departure under a voluntary exit package was approved by the executive management team of RTE and that quite clearly was not the case. What we were missing in this equation all along was a hard and fast uh, figure and that's why there was such consternation yesterday. And the add-on, of course, is that we now expect there will be a tax liability arising from this because it effectively, under the criteria set out by the revenue commissioners and and under the legislation in in place, a redundancy has to 
to reach uh, certain le- certain box ticking exercise in terms of the, the cost actually savings. being recognised yeah. in redundancy and what are the cost savings and what is the restructuring associated with it. And the report that RT have now conducted by the the leading solicitors for McCann Fitzgerald say that 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 doesn't really arise here, and that they now have to go to revenue and what we were confirmed yesterday uh, after there much much. Uh, kind of fudging of the issue by RTE over recent weeks, is that, yes, if a tax bill does arise there and a tax bill is expected to arise, RTE will be the one footing that bill. Now, we don't know what proportion of the €450,000 would be subject to tax. That's not confirmed yet, but it means that this issue is by no means closed. And there are 10 others we know referred to revenue as well for assessment on those grounds. You mentioned the HR director, Emer Cusack, who was scrutinised yesterday for her role in this. And the letter that you uh, laid out for us there, where Brito Keeves package, it was said in that letter was approved by management. That was signed by Emer Cusack. She describes this as an administrative oversight. She said she was acting under instruction from Dee Forbes, the former director general when she processed the exit package for Brida O'Keefe. Kevin Backhurst yesterday expressed full confidence in Emer Cusack a number of times at the committee, didn't he, Fionn? Yeah, several times he, he either intervened or, or came in himself and said he had full confidence uh, in Emer Cusack and that she accepts that that this should have been dealt with in, in a, a different manner, that a mistake uh, was was made and that he needs good p- people in place. So he, he was standing firmly by Emer Cusack, who was the HR director then and is the HR director now. The members of the Oireachtas Committee, though, were, were not uh, as impressed uh, as, as Mr. Backhurst um, in relation to the this, this suggestion of a administrative oversight uh, Imelda Munster, the Sinn Féin TD, said, I've heard of downplaying something, but that takes the biscuit. And she said that this is what sticks in the craw of, of people, that, that uh, things like this happen and nobody is held to account. The Fine Gael, Senator Michal Carrigy, said her position was not tenable in his view. Brendan Griffin, the Fine Gael TD, said it was, it was, her, her answers were, were not credible uh, as, as far as, as he was concerned. And it, it went on. She was also subjected to questions by, by the Fianna Fáil TD, Christopher O'Sullivan, by the Labour Party uh, Senator uh, Mary Sherlock, who basically went through the, 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 the order of events happening here and pointed out, but why didn't you highlight it at this place at time? Why didn't you highlight it at this time? Because this effectively, what, what turns out is that Emer Cusack knew about this issue since October 2017, and the first time she told anybody about this issue on, on the management team outside of the Forbes Director General and outside of Breed O'Keefe, the former Chief Financial Officer, was in July of 2023. And that's, you know, it's, it's a significant period of time to keep keep something confidential. But the, mm-hmm. the questions that were being raised were, but, why you, did you not flag this with the other management members? Well, she said that it was up to the former director general to take the next steps to raise the matter with the executive board or the RTE board as she thought appropriate. So she was pushing it back on to Dee Forbes, who, of course, we haven't heard from because she wasn't there again yesterday. And uh, she has been asked again. Neve Smith, the chair of the committee, was at pains to invite those who have haven't appeared at the committee uh, to come along and have their voices heard. There was another exit package referenced as well, that of uh, Rory Coveney, who left RTE during the summer when all of this came out. He was responsible for Toy Show the Musical. That lost over £2 for RTE. 
Now, we don't know the level of that payment. Do you think that more pressure will come to bear on RTE to reveal that amount, despite the fact that Kevin Backer said yesterday he was legally prevented from doing so? Yeah, Kevin Beckers told us last summer that that there was an exit package for Rory Coveney. Rory Coveney left effectively within days. I, of I the think full he said extent. there was. I, I think he said there was an exit package back at that stage for Richard Collins. This was the first time, Fiona. No, I'm fairly sure that we heard there was an exit package for Rory Coveney. The the opposite. It was Rory Coveney. We were told there was some form of exit package. We were told there was a process in place for for Richard Collins. So, okay. so both well, I, everyone here was very now, surprised to to hear yeah. about this yesterday. I can tell you that. But, yeah, but both of them now have question marks uh, hanging over them, which is basically, well, how much? How much went to to Rory Coveney, who resigned? We were told uh, at that particular time. The point was, was that that's been made is basically. In the private sector, if you resign, you go out the door and, and, and that's it. In RTE, it seems if you resign, you, you go with some form of, of exit package. Richard Collins uh, also uh, left during that period uh, after a, a process was in place. And, and he was he was effectively standing aside for a period uh, from, from his role prior to his, his departure. So again, question marks been raised there. Well, how much was he paid? And Kevin Backer is quite firmly saying... I'm not saying. Now, Kevin Backer said yesterday when he was asked about Breed O'Keefe's, it's confidential, there's legal issues at play here, uh, We, I, I can't say. But ultimately he relented there because he was told this is in the public interest. So it's difficult to understand now why Breed O'Keefe's figure is in the public interest, but other figures for other executives are not in the public interest to, to divulge those. So I, I think that issue, it, it's going to hang over Kevin Backer's. OK, well, let's hear from Dr Orla Lenehan now, Assistant Professor in Governance at the University of Galway. Orla, good morning and thank you for being with us today. So we've been through so many uh, committee hearings now in relation to RTE and you say there are a number of failures that keep cropping up when it comes to corporate governance. Can you run through what you see as the main issues? Yes, thank you, Claire. I think it would be useful for listeners if we could consolidate at this stage um, the findings from all of the reports and all of the committee hearings. And there is actually a pattern here of three consistent failures in the organisation. So the first is a lack of robust internal controls. Now, we already knew, you know, well from last summer with the infamous Barter account at this stage that it fell outside of the normal financial controls. But what we have now learned in the last number of weeks is that there was also no controls or board approval of the Taisho musical project. And of course, yesterday's revelation that an exit package of €450,000 uh, could, could go through without full approval of the executive committee. Um, the second failure is a lack of effective board oversight. And while we did have board members stating yesterday that they, they looked for risk information from management on the Taisho Musical Project, this information wasn't forthcoming. Um, it is the responsibility of independent, non-executive board members to hold management to account for that, quite frankly, inappropriate behaviour on the part of management. But board members need to hold management to account for that behaviour. The third failure is probably the one that's the most concerning and it has 
keeps cropping up time and time again. Really what's required for any organisation to succeed is a culture of transparency and accountability. And what we actually have now in RTE is the exact opposite. Now we you're saying... a culture of secrecy. No, no, what we can now see, mm-hmm. apologies, is that the culture in RTE was a culture of secrecy and fear. And we can now see that clearly because what yesterday's findings confirmed for us is that many of the executive team were operating under the direct instruction of the former Director General, previously in relation to the barter account, now a situation with the approval of exit packages. And the culture amongst the executives appears to be that if the Director General approved something, number one, you didn't question it, but also number two, you didn't discuss it or talk about it with any of your colleagues. So a a case where people are operating in silos and conversations that should be happening were not happening at the time. Okay, and Orla, having heard what you did yesterday and over the course of the last number of committee appearances by representatives from RTE, in particular the, the Director General, do you believe that that culture has changed or is changing? I absolutely believe it's changing. Um, I I think there was clearly a case before of we can say whether it was a culture of fear or perhaps a little bit of culture of naivety um, but it's very difficult when you join an organisation if that culture is ingrained in an organisation that you simply toe the line you accept the decision that's made and you don't ask questions it's very difficult to challenge the Director General I think what we see with the new Director General is a transparency transparency, open culture, a willingness to engage, a willingness to discuss across the different levels and functions. Um, And I actually would disagree with people that don't have the confidence in the Human Resources Director because I think what we can now see is much more open and transparent communication between the current executive team and the current Director General. Fiona, can I come back to you on what happens next, in particular in relation to the questions raised around the exit packages? Is there a role here now for the Public Accounts Committee to take this up? Yeah, sure. But I mean, the, the Brito O'Keefe issue, people have been talking about, well, she should pay the money back. Let's that, just be quite clear here. She applied, the Director General gave it to her. She got a legal letter from RTE signed by the Director of Human Resources saying that her departure was approved under, under voluntary redundancy and that it was approved by the Executive Committee. An investigation has been conducted into that that says it was none of this is her fault. It was the, it was the fault uh, of RTE. So there's, there's no legal grounds on which uh, anybody can go back to, to Brito O'Keefe and say you need to repay this money. People talk about, about moral grounds uh, is a, a different matter uh, in in, entirely. What we were we were also told uh, here yesterday, across the board, across all of these scandals uh, in RTE, is that there is no role for passing the, these matters on to to other authorities, such as the corporate enforcement director or or other uh, relevant bodies. That 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 no laws uh, were were broken uh, here at all within within RTE, despite everything that 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 we have have learned. The issue of compatibility is coming up as well they're going to have to tread very carefully there now because if people are saying that they're unable to attend Oireachtas committee hearings uh, because of stress uh, because of illness well then the Oireachtas committee has to be uh, cognizant uh, of that and even going down a compatibility route will, will be very difficult there is an extreme nervousness on the civil service side within Leinster House about compatibility and treatment of witnesses 
as a result of the manner in which an Oireachtas committee treated an individual, Angela Kearns, 10 years ago, where her constitutional rights were breached and where the law was broken by an Oireachtas committee. So they can't unfurl that now and say, mm. well, that's all done in the past. That's still hanging over all those Oireachtas committees now. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Fiona Sheehan, thank you very much. And uh, also Dr Orla Lenehan. Coming up next, could school uniforms be restricting children from getting enough exercise? We'll find out. Text 51551 Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.